Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Ready, Kathy? Ready. Cool. Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Today on the show, we will talk about some movies and such. I know you wanted to actually talk about some future things you're looking forward to. I wanted to cover some of the movies that are coming out over the summer. So if we were to look at everything starting around June 2nd through August. So June 2nd, we have The Boogeyman, um, which is another Stephen King adaptation. And I'm interested in this. The Boogeyman, it's about two sisters who become enamored with an evil presence in their home following the tragic death of their mother simultaneously their father struggles to deal with the loss. So I, I, you know, yeah, it's called the boogeyman. I have to see it. Right. Yeah. Yep. June 15th, jagged mind an upcoming horror movie through Hulu subscription follows a woman who is dealing with unexplained blackout, strange visions and finds herself with a new girlfriend leading her to learn. She's stuck in a series of time loops. Mm. June 16th, The Blackening. The Blackening is a comedy slasher. I'm always interested in those because yeah. they're either really good or really terrible. <laughs> yep. Directed by Tim Story, who actually helped, who actually helmed Barbershop, Taxi, and Ride Along. Mm-hmm. So really interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. History of black characters surviving horror movies before they, there's a huge article on that if you want to follow the black the the link for the blackening you may have seen this one because you went to sundance but run rabbit run i think you did you talk about this one no, no I did okay not. this one comes out on july 6th this is a 2023 sundance film festival and it is it follows an infertility doctor who becomes haunted by the suddenly strange behavior of her young daughter the next one is insidious the red door july 7th so this is the fifth installation yeah, I just want to jump in here and say real quick that I'm going to be rewatching the first four in our Discord. Oh, so, nice. So if you want to join our yes. Patreon, it's only five bucks a month. If you want to join there and then join our Discord and, and watch along, that's cool. I'd love to have you. Yeah, this, these are fun. Pa- Patrick Wilson's back. He's reprising his role as Scott Teams and, you know, Lee 1L. Come on now. <laughs> All right. So July 21st, Cobweb. Uh, let's see. This is a Lionsgate cobweb starring Lizzie Kaplan, who I love and Anthony Starr. The movie follows an eight year old boy who becomes haunted by a constant tapping coming from inside his bedroom wall. Mm-hmm. Tommy knocker. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> July 28th. Talk to me. Another 2023 Sundance film festival, independent Australian horror. This is an A24. I'm a huge fan of A24. So I'm excited for this about a group of teen friends who get hooked on their discovery of conjuring spirits using an ancient embalmed hand and end up opening a back door into the spirit world. July 28th, also the Haunted Mansion, the new Haunted Mansion, the trailer's out. It is going to be obviously based on Disneyland's ride, but they're adapting this again. They've done this a couple of times. It's going to cast include Jamie Lee Curtis as um, Madame Leota, which I think is great. Jared yeah. Leto is the Hatbox ghost. And Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Dan, Le- Dan Levy, um, Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Winona Ryder, Rosario Dawson. So Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's not going to be as cheesy as the Eddie Murphy one. I don't one. think so. I think it'll be fun, but definitely scarier. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, a couple more in August. The Elevator Game, August 11th. That's coming to Shutter. Centers a, on a team boy named Ryan who finds out that his sister played the Elevator Game on the very night she disappeared. Those who play the game complete certain rituals in an elevator in order to travel to another dimension. In the movie, the brother decides to try it, it out himself to find her. 
And then August 11th, the last voyage of the Demeter. So this is scary. This is the director behind 2019 scary stories to tell in the dark. And this movie is coming to theaters. It's based on a single chapter in Bram Stoker's 1987 Dracula novel. It will be set on a Russian schooner called the Demeter and detail the events of its crew who are stalked by a terrifying presence each night. So that should be interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then The Strangers on August 13th, and then another one called Bad Things on August 25th, which is also another Shudder release. So some good stuff coming out this summer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the, um, I love looking at, you know, in January, we usually kind of talk about what's what's like projected for the year. And a lot of times you don't kind of know when things are coming out. And then we, we usually talk about it like for the season, right? Like you're talking about the summer season. Mm -hmm. And then just so you all know that again, on our, on our Patreon, you don't have to be a part of discord for this is, uh, I do like, I've started doing a monthly one where it's like, all right, what's in April, what's in May. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to, I don't know, it gets me amped up. Yeah. <laughs> and for I sure. hope, and I hope that people listening to us, that's what it, that's what it does for them. Right. Absolutely. That's cool. And in our research, I'm sure you happened upon it in your research for stuff to watch for sure. And that's what happens. So we try to tip you guys off to like, what's awesome. So the next thing we want to do, uh-oh. <laughs> you ready over there? Just sing sing out, Louise? Yeah. A little thing we like to call... Who reminds me She sang it this week, you guys. You should feel special. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Number one, an entire head of hair can handle about how much weight... I see. So if I was to tie weights onto my hair. That's right. How much <laughs> How much could it carry before it ripped right out of your skull, Shannon? <laughs> and so what you're saying is that my hair, my head, your scalp and my scalp would carry approximately the same amount yeah. of weight, which I think is really interesting. Because yeah. you'd think it would have more to do, I too, know. with strength or something, but I guess not. Maybe not. All right. Uh, let's see. Number two, Bell, I think it's pronounced Gunnis a.k.a. Hell's Bell, was a Norwegian serial killer who murdered men who were showing this behavior toward her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. Number three, the Mutter Museum displays various blank. (laughs) Okay. Number four. I'll share with you the thing that came to mind. Great. (laughs) Go ahead. In 2008, a specific type of moth was discovered in Siberia. Rather than eating fruit, it finds its nourishment in what? What does a Siberian moth eat? (laughs) Okay. And then number five. Mobile phones are seven times dirtier than what? (laughs) Oh, I will also share with you the thing that came to my mind with that. Mm -hmm. Your lips. <laughs> All right. So I saw Evil Dead Rise. Oh, don't give it away, but I want to know everything. I went, yeah, right. I started a spoiler channel in the Discord because it's like the those of us who have seen it are like trying to talk about it, oh, yeah. but not trying to talk about it. So I just started a spoiler channel so that, you know, the minutia could be had. Got it. So this one for those of you who don't know, is a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing 
demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. So this is written and directed by Lee Cronin. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of good actors and actresses in this. So I will say that much. And it is, if you like your horror bloody, it lives up to the Evil Dead franchise in that way. There is a lot of blood in this. It doesn't live up to the last Evil Dead in 2013. There was a lot more blood in that one, but it definitely looks like (laughs) as much blood. Like there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of gore. I will mention that if you do not like body horror, there is quite, there are several options for closing one's eyes for body horror in this. The performance of the lead actress, the mom in this is excellent. This is also a different take on Evil Dead. I will say there are a lot of callbacks to the lore, but there is a lot of changing of the lore. So for those of you who are, you know, the kinds of Evil Dead people who are going to nitpick and you know purists it's fine yeah that are gonna say like well that doesn't jive with that or this and that you may or may not like how they've changed it so i'll just warn you about that what i i am not one of those people so when i spoke after i saw this movie and i spoke to people who are much more knowledgeable about those things they were able to point out several things several examples of that and so that was interesting to me because that's not my you know, that's not my vantage point. Mm-hmm. So I just want to provide that context. It is a different take. There are some very scary scenes in this. There are some very interesting shot choices and ways they illuminated things and created tension. There are lots of really good parts to this cool. movie. So you recommend so it? It's worth a watch okay. for sure. Were there parts that I was like, okay, come on. Yes, absolutely. But about halfway through till the end, it gets really gets going. And I enjoyed a lot of the horror elements there. I did not, I did not appreciate the ending and I can't tell you why. Okay. Worth a watch for sure. I think evil dead fans for the most part are really going to enjoy it. Mm hmm. So okay, good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, maybe uh, once you've watched it, we can talk more a little bit about it and maybe a mini cast. Yeah, or I'll try. I really want to try and see it by the next time we record. So yeah, I'll whenever do you do, we can talk about it. Shannon. Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. So whenever you, you know. see it, we'll just throw you know. it into a mini cast. <laughs> so uh, I watched it. This was I was curious about this one because I like some of these that are like within the same. I don't know, family is Goonies and Psycho Gorman and all of those. I watched a movie called Kids vs. Aliens. That was a shutter. It's um, on my list. I can't wait. I'm going to see it this uh, week. Man. Okay. So it's... Unless uh, you say it's trash and then no, maybe not. I, I'll tell you because I was reading, I read a lot of the people were, were discussing how they felt about it, the reviews. And I'm like, man, if you can't watch it for what it is, you're not appreciating it. Because some people I don't really think they understood 
just it was supposed to be exactly what it was, you know, and just of just watch it for what it is. Of course, it's an American science fiction horror film written by Jason Eisner, who, um, excuse me, yeah, Jason Eisner, and written by John Davies and Eisner. It's the second spinoff film and a feature length adaptation of Slumber Party: Alien Abduction, which I think comes from like twenty a twenty thirteen anthology. So the plot is um, searching for a place to host a Halloween party. Teenagers Billy, Dallas, and Trish bully young friends Gary, Jack, and Miles while the kids film a homemade fantasy movie with Gary's older sister Samantha in a barn. Billy only stops harassing the boys when he seemingly takes an interest in Sam, who becomes enamored with Billy. Gary breaks his arm while recording a wrestling scene for the movie, and due to Gary getting injured on her watch, the duo's rich parents ground Sam before leaving the siblings home alone to go on a trip. Gary compounds Sam's frustration by criticizing his sister for giving up on her role in the movie so she can start pursuing a more adult persona that might impress Billy. I would say that this is a combination of every fun, you know, Indiana Jones, Stranger Things, Goonies, Psycho Gorman. It has a lot of... But the dialogue is hilarious. These kids are little assholes to one another unapologetically. And I caught myself laughing a lot at just the banter. So it reminded me a lot of the Goonies. There's oh. a lot of that in there. But I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the effects were really fun. Um, there's some really cool scenes at, at the end that have like an Indiana Jones-ish sort of gore to it. Um I think if you just go into it knowing that it's it's just fun, the the, the movie poster literally says "fuck space" at the top, except <laughs> the asterisk is the U, and that these are like the kids' attitudes through the whole thing. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's amazing. That's awesome. It's totally on my list. We almost uh, watched it last night, but another another movie one for the like you know the voting. Okay, um, for it's worth a movies. watch. I I recommend it. That's awesome. So I also watched the Boulay Brothers Halfway to Halloween special. Okay. Oh, I saw that come up. Yeah, on Shudder. I haven't watched a lot of them, but I just thought it would be fun. And I watched it with friends. Of course, it's only, it's like less than an hour. So if you guys like Joe Bob and you like humor, like skit humor and little shorts of funny stuff, you know, the Boulay Brothers are very funny and very quirky and also it's very it's actually gory and uh, awful some of the things like it's like funny but then it's also gory and then it's also like okay that was over the top you know like they cross a lot of lines and so it's not childlike in its in its ideas so it's definitely it's definitely adult halloween humor okay and kevin smith and matthew lillard are in this so they they're in different skits and jorge garcia and uh it's just interesting i'm not sure if jorge's in this one actually but maybe he is anyway it was a tv special less than an hour it's on shutter and if you haven't checked out the billy brothers there they're a lot of fun Mm -hmm. in the halloween like landscape of totally of like horror host type things and so anyway cool that's fun fun. that's on my list too okay cool uh let's see the other one i'll talk about is a movie called vicious fun Mm -hmm. um yeah this one came out in 2020 It takes place in 1983, 1983, Minnesota. Serial killer Phil targets Carrie outside a motel. Uh, Carrie surprises Phil by suddenly stabbing him in his throat once he locks her inside his car. Joel, a film critic from the horror magazine Vicious Fanatics, interviews B-movie director Jack Portwood. 
Joel tells Jack his idea for a film about a serial killing taxi cab driver. At home, Jill, Joel see, sees his roommate, Sarah, who he has unrequited crush on, being dropped off by her new boyfriend, Bob. Jealous of this, he follows Bob to a um, Chinese restaurant where they engage in conversation at a bar. And unaware of Joel's true identity, Bob speaks disparagingly about Sarah. As the, as the scene continues, Joel starts to get incredibly drunk and wakes up, figuring out that he is in a in a room where there is a support group being held for serial killers. And um, he you get to kind of go on this journey with him as he's learning about these serial killers to which he has to feign being a serial killer. Otherwise, he's going to be in a lot of trouble knowing that he was caught in there. It's fun. I mean, it isn't anything spectacular. I think it was, there's some great humor. There's some great gore. It's fast paced. Um, the characters that play the individual serial killers are a lot of fun and there's some good humor in it. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was worth a watch. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I also watched a movie called Honeydew. This is 2020 as well. And I am so torn about how I feel about this movie. So maybe if I talk it out for a moment, I will come upon something, but probably not. So strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeing seeking shelter in the home of an aging farmer and her peculiar son. So this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes at first, like without telling you what happens. That's that's the vibes like creepy older woman and creepy son in a farm. Right. Mm -hmm. And a couple that need something from them because they're out in the, you know, that isolation thing of like, you need these people to help you and you're going to stay the night in their home. And they're the creepiest ass people you've ever met in your whole life, but you're still going to stay. And the audience is like, dude, no. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but then it veers off it, you know, it had like Hansel and Gretel vibes as well, like Hansel and Gretel okay. vibes and, and TCM vibes and that whole thing. But then you realize Although that is true and those things are congruent. Then, like it says, like the, the hallucinations begin and then it's going to lose some audiences because it's a very slow burn. It's kind of like a hybrid of the things I've already been talking about with like that hallucinogenic horror. And there's torture in this, some torture stuff as you would with TCM, right? So that's congruent. Right. And... Uh, there was one review that I read that was like, if Texas Chainsaw and Ari Aster had a backwoods oh, ca God. cannibal baby, this would be it. <laughs> yeah. That's what the guy, the one person said, I don't actually don't know if it was the person writing it was male or female or that's funny, non-binary, but like that person, <laughs> I just thought, yeah, that, that kind of works. I mean, a lot of people's reactions to her was like, yeah, that was fucking weird for me. It was like, the beginning, that slow burn creep, and you sort of like, okay, what are these people going to do to them? You're just waiting for that. And that was all very effective. Then yeah. there was the hallucinogenic section that at first felt effective, and then it veered off, and I got lost and wanted to, like, go to the bathroom and get something <laughs> to eat. You know, like, I was like, okay, I don't, I, eh. And then, then I clued back into the ending that was brutal and awful. And it had one of those situations where it's like, there's no hero. There's no 
winning gotcha kind of situation so then so i then i was like wah, 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 right. you know like, right so i can't really say that i would i would personally recommend it although like i've said there were several chunks to it that i enjoyed but if any of that sounds like something you would dig, you know, lots of people were, lots of people enjoyed it. Lots of people were conflict, conflicted like me about it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that one's called Honeydew 2020. I believe it might be on Shutter. I can't remember at this moment. Okay. I believe. We, we have answers. We have answers to questions from a little thing we like to call. An entire head of hair can handle about how much weight? 35 pounds. 12 tons. <laughs> An elephant is about 7 tons. See, now I overshot it the last week. and I'd like to really see that 12 happen, though. tons. Who no can pick up two elephants way. with their head? Bullshit. God, that would hurt. I mean, my neck can't pick it up. My head is attached to my neck. But if they, if they, so, if they had you lying down... And they tied the elephant to your hair. And they secured the rest of my body. <laughs> yeah. Your hair would stay in. Yeah, I don't believe that, but okay. I'm going to fact check it. Okay. Bell Gunnis, a.k.a.'s Hell's Bell, was a Norwegian serial killer who murdered men who were showing what kind of behavior? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know, isn't she the one that like placed ads and men came to the farm or something and then she killed them? <laughs> Probably. I don't, I don't know. Well, anyone, Other than that, I don't know. Anyone who was romantically attracted to her or showed interest in marrying her, she'd kill them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is that she would put ads in the yeah. local paper for dates or whatever, and then they would show up to the farm and she would kill them. She had like this is a big spread, but they said between 14 and 40 victims. Yeah. But I read a little bit on her, and I think there was a, if I'm remembering this correctly, a huge history of like sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, the Mutter Museum displays various blank larynxes, mutations, tumors, and anomalies of the human body. Okay. You said Mutter, and I thought voice, oh, larynx. I don't a, know. That was a great That was guess. kind of my. <laughs> That my very flawed and wrong deductive reason. In 2008, a specific type of moth was discovered in Siberia. Rather than eating fruit, it finds its nourishment in what? Blood. Yes. <gasps> that was a guess. Drinking human blood. The vampire, it's also called the vampire moth. Nice. Drills its tongue through your skin and drinks your blood. Winning. It's pr- <laughs> so this is crazy. They present it to the female as a gift during reproduction. I mean, as it should be. They bring her blood. I mean, right. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then number five, mobile phones are seven times dirtier than? Well, I thought of the anus. but You're the- close. <laughs> uh, toilet seats. Where the anus goes. Was, yeah, cl- close not to the another another anatomy. <laughs> close to where the butthole goes. Yeah, but nope, yeah, got, okay. it, got, got it. Got it now. Okay. I got it now. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this show <laughs> and me saying anatomy parts. We appreciate you suffering. All right. Thanks, Kathy. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>